A good nap can really help. This is something that Dr. Kane has taught me over the years, and I just had a really nice 10-minute nap. I recommend the rain sounds on Spotify if you can't get into the nap. Usually set it on 45 minutes, knowing that it will probably take 10 to 15 minutes to fall asleep. Then you got 10 minutes to sleep. Then you got, you know, the time you need to kind of remove all the sleep from your brain and enter into the human world again. Um, That's how I do it anyways. And um, I haven't been on here in a while and I wanted to just kind of have like a I'm back substack. Uh, podcast. Um, Not the same format that I normally do, but just to kind of um, say hello. Hi, how are you? What's been going on? Um, And just like get back into the swing of things because my absence from recording these has definitely not been a negative reason. I've been having a really fun summer. In fact, probably the best, one of the best summers of my life, Um, which is a crazy thing to be able to say conclusively, but yeah, um, new summer in a new city. We're on our feet. We have friends, we have events, we got things to go to and projects and adventures and all those things that were hard to do last summer when we were literally in the middle of just sort of like reshuffling our lives and moving from California. So this has been like the coolest summer ever. Um, and I feel like part of what stopped me from wanting – so I did the last the last um, Substack uh, audio message for you guys as usual. I remember I came back on like the normal time and recorded something and then something happened in my community that really made me feel like everything else that was going on in my life felt really trite in comparison. And that would be the fact that the community, the small um, two-mile um, – the world in two square miles, Hamtramck, as we call it, um, the small town in in the middle of the city of Detroit called Hamtramck, which is really just a borough. I don't have to c- keep explaining this to you, I'm sure, but um, decided to ban pride flags from city property, gay pride flags. And this was in June during Pride Month. Um, at, uh, you know, you, you move into a place and you think you know it and you kind of have this surface level idea of everything and everyone. And then you actually spend some time in that place and you realize that all the good things are more layered and all of the more negative things are more layered and there's nuances there. And this was definitely an eye-opening experience for me. This is the only majority Muslim city council uh, in North America. Um, And we have a very, very high number of um, Muslim practicing people. I've talked about this before. It's one of the things that makes this area so interesting to me. There's the mosques constantly, you know, you hear the prayers every day. And in general, this community has been nothing but kind, welcoming, sweet. I mean, I really haven't had any issues with my neighbors anyway. Um, definitely not feeling like anyone's encroaching on me or trying to tell me to cover up my body, you know, the the women that are wearing the long hijabs and even full burqas and stuff, like they're smile. I mean, it's, I, their eyes are smiling at me. And, um, you know, uh, even my dogs are considered haram, which is, you know, against, it's, it's, against, you know, it's against God essentially. So 
um, the, their children aren't necessarily allowed to pet my dogs. But on occasion, I mean, now, you know, I've been here for a while now, the kids all circle me and they, they take turns pretending to pet the dogs. And it's just a delightful thing. It's like very sweet. Um, but even that, even feeling like I had integrated more with this community, I was really shocked, um, to experience what happened at the city council. Um, you can actually Google it. It's kind of crazy because, um, a bunch of people showed up to this, um, city council meeting because there was going to be a resolution passed that's, I mean, the resolution itself is really stupid. It basically says you cannot fly racist or extremist flags on city property, which like, yeah, we all agree, right? That's, we shouldn't be doing that, right? Well, there, it's basically a covert way of trying to lump the gay pride flag into the extremist category and therefore excluding the pride flag. When, um, I, from what I know, uh, from what I've heard, traditionally the pride flag would be flown during pride month. We are surrounded by a major city. Um, we are made up of not just um, Muslim practicing people, but also people of all different walks of life, people of different lifestyles, people of different gender identities and sexual preferences. And um, the idea that we would just completely exclude this population of residents of Hamtramck is just was really disturbing to me. Um and scary. And so myself and a lot of other local people came to this city council meeting. And in fact, um, my friend Rose and her girlfriend, um, showed up and kissed in front of this, in front of the city council, which was a big to do. And I thought that was amazing. <laughs> it was like, it was like a movie or something. The mo like there was basically time for each person to, to say, you know, public comment about why we felt this resolution was wrong. And then, you know, whatever. And she had a great, she had like a poster that was like, um, cause there's a sign in Hamtramck that says Hamtramck welcomes you the, the, the whole world in two square miles. And she said, you know, she sat, pull, pulled up a sign that she had made that said Hamtramck welcomes you like if you're straight or something like that. I mean, it was more clever. Um, so anyways, we all kind of showed up in, in mass for this city council meeting. And the thing that really upset me and kind of, I don't know, I feel like I've been processing it for a few months, honestly, is a lot of the people, there was obviously a lot of heated debate and there were a lot of people that were coming up that were anti-LGBTQ, including the city council that were outwardly against it, basically, um, on a, and, and, and pretending like their religion had nothing to do with it, but it's obviously about religious freedom and them feeling like it's against their religion. Um, there was a lot of like public comment of people coming and basically saying, we don't care what you guys do behind closed doors, but we're not going to support this. And just really ignorant, ignorant things. Um, we also had people that came up and said like, these are marginalized people. They deserve to exist and not just exist, but to be part of this community. And just as we have Black History Month and Women's History Month and, you know, all these, uh, not holidays, but these ways that we collectively see communities uh, as we we decide as a group, as a society, we're going to see this community and we're going to all see this community for this period of time. 
that's extremely important. Um, and I think just, I don't know, I don't want to get too much into why I find that triggering, but the idea of these people basically not being seen in their own community where they live, um, and basically, basically being told that they're wrong and that they're going against God, um, maybe not outwardly, but it's very obvious that that's kind of what the vibe was that, that was kind of insane. And the craziest thing for me was I was seeing people come up and oppose this or promote, they were opposing the flag, but they were for this resolution. Um, basically like people I knew in the community. So like y'all know, I haven't had a car for a year. I walk everywhere all over Hamtramck. Everyone knows me. And in general, I'm usually the only white person wherever I go and there's communication barriers, but it doesn't matter. Like I'll go to the grocery store and I know the people that are selling me groceries and they're kind to me and try to make jokes with me and they'll notice my sunglasses or whatever. And so I know these people. I, I felt like I knew these people. And these were the same community members I was seeing at local restaurants that I eat at, um, markets that I shop at that were fighting uh, to basically discriminate against an entire group of people. And it was so disturbing. Like, I couldn't believe that this is where I chose to live. And it really shocked me. Um, I think one of the good things about moving is that you do kind of get shocked out of your own bubble. And it's funny because I, I really feel like when I first moved here, I felt like that first bubble burst, like moving from a predominantly white and more suburban area into an urban environment that uh, is a lot more diverse is obviously going to shake things up. And it's not like I haven't lived in places like this before. I've lived in Southern California and I, in, in like primarily Hispanic neighborhoods where, you know, you are the minority and you need to respect the cultures that are happening around you and really integrate into that culture and, and not necessarily expect people to um, cater to you because you're a white woman. So um, what am I saying here? Um, just the, the, the bubbles keep popping. So there's a bubble inside of a bubble inside of a bubble. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like this is another weird bubble of like, geez, not like I, I can say all day long, I want to live in a more diverse area, but this diverse area is discriminating against diversity in some sense. And it was kind of a mind fuck, honestly, it was just like a really intense time. This was happening. It was in, it was in June. It was during pride month. And there was a lot of heated emotion. We were seeing people that we actually like interact with all the time. And then the most crazy thing about it is my really good friend, Lindsay, who lives in Huntington Beach, California, her community, her town also did this, banned the pride flag from city property. Um, and not only that, but pride flags that had been put up like in and around like local businesses were torn down. They were found in trash cans, both in my community and her community. The fact that both of us, two close friends, live in communities in this country where it's totally okay to look at a, an entire group of people and say, you don't matter. You don't need to be seen. We don't, you know, we're not going to celebrate you and who you are, even though you've historically been, you know, trampled on. It's like so horrible. Um, yeah. I mean, this was the thing that I wanted to say on the last podcast, but I, rec I recorded a podcast and that whole thing happened at the city council. And then it made my podcast that I made seem so trite. I was like, what's the point? I just like deleted it. Um, 
but since then it's been really great because the community did come together and like there's a lot of these like um hamtramck flags that have uh the trans and rainbow flag combined on them and people are putting those up and i actually just put one of those stickers up yesterday so it feels like with all these things with whenever something like this happens like we saw this with the trump years like it really mobilizes people and gets them um heated and excited to you know do something about it so um I just, I guess I'm just sharing the intricacies of moving to a new area and how you really don't know what you're getting into. Um, you really don't know, you know, you really don't know what you're getting into until you get into it. And my favorite coffee shop, which I've talked about lots on the program, the program, wow, program, um, the program, Dose of Sugar, um, is, was owned by a really sweet woman, um, Muslim woman who wore a hijab and was really kind and had really good baked goods. Um, I found out from a neighbor that when she first opened her coffee shop, they, people had thrown bricks through her, um, her window many times because have a woman having her own job apparently is just so out there and it's so wrong in this culture. And so that's been something I've had to really reckon with. And now, um, there's a new owner there who's a man and I never even got to say goodbye to the, the woman who owned it. She just kind of left. And, um, yeah, I'm just realizing more and more like, okay, there's definitely layers to this. And, um, we've had, you know, acquaintances and people we know on our block have some break-ins and, just kind of like unsavory things happen. Um, not to us yet. I say yet because it's, you know, although crime is still a problem here, um, it's not like it's rampant like it used to be um, years ago. It's, I mean, I feel so much safer on the streets of Detroit than I do in the Los Angeles area. Part of that has to do with people being housed or at least off the street. And maybe, I don't know, my theory is they're squatting in all the abandoned houses. So you're not necessarily walking through like shanty towns of unhoused people everywhere, which, you know, can cause, it can cause chaos. Um, I feel safe here, but there are definitely things that have happened, um, to friends and people that we know. So it's just like, you know, the deepening of my relationship with this place. And as I'm thinking about this place and all the amazing things that have happened over the past year, and even just over the past few months from spring and summer, um, it's, it's kind of an interesting, like putting a bow on it. Like the time we're in the time where all the seeds have been sown, all of the fruit has been picked. It has been enjoyed. The plants are going to, you know, fall back. Like it, I'm in this period of like thinking about all the seeds that we planted and how those things all turned out. And, the good and the bad. And I'll talk about some of the great things as well, but we're actually going to be heading back to California for the winter through February, October, early October through late February. And it's just like an interesting coincidence. I maybe not coincidence. I mean, when you, when you really think about it, we're all working with this like wheel of the year and the seasons. And as much as we pretend like we aren't, we definitely hibernate in the fall. Like even in California, there's hibernation and there's times to hunker down and like work on creative work. And then there's time to like, um, release that into the world. And we all kind of work within these 
reoccurring systems that are happening in nature all the time. And like, as we are kind of wrapping it up here for, for this year anyways, and like going back to California, um, to the West coast, it's interesting to look back and just see all of the good and all the bad. But that, anyway, that's just a dr- dramatic thing that happened. Um, that really surprised me and just was not something that I, um, really expected. And you can Google that. That story got picked up everywhere. I mean, it was like on national news. Um, it was such a kick to see both like myself quoted and to see all the stuff about Rose and her girlfriend kissing. And like, like you don't know at the time that it's going to be like this big thing. You're just pissed off, you know? And it's, I'm glad it got picked up. I'm glad we're talking about it. And I could go into why I'm, worried about the banned books and the fact that drag queen story hour is a problem and all the things that are brought up. You know, I was, I listened to the, um, um, New York times podcast and the, the lately every single freaking podcast is like about the environment and how we're all screwed and like the world is on fire or something crazy like the fact that all these banned books are are happening and any book that really talks about alternative lifestyles and alternative um, things that are beyond the nuclear family, like, are just being pulled out of, of um, school libraries. And this is just real sketchy. Like, where we're at as a world is sketchy. We've got Trump running again. Like, things are kind of more precarious now I feel like than they were even in 2016 because living through the Trump years and then through the pandemic it's almost like everything became like more of what it already was in a sense like the people that were already extreme got more extreme um the people that are in their own like rich people white people liberal bubbles are still in those like even more in those bubbles like I mean, maybe that's pessimistic, but I feel like everybody, even in my friend groups, I've noticed the people that were fear, fear-based fear about decision-making are more fear-based. The people that are, um, you know, you've, we've all seen it, people that have divorced and people that have um, just big, big life changes have, have come out of this. Like it's really, acceler- I guess, just accelerated us into the next, you know, version and for better or worse, um, for the, for those of us that were kind of on a good trajectory, um, when COVID hit, we were not on a good trajectory. Like, um, and the people that were kind of, I, I, I remember talking to someone who like never worked out and he was saying like the, the pandemic was the best time in my life because every day I would get up and I would do like a hundred sit-ups because I had this structure suddenly. I've actually had a few like of these, um, closeted, you know, people talking about how great it was for them in the sense that it it like helped solidify some things in them that needed to be, um, addressed. And, um, yeah, just been, it's just a weird time. Right. But, um, that's like a bird's eye eye view, I guess, of, of things. Um, my little piece of the world is really great. Um, our wildflower lawn is just out of control jungle, big, big sunflowers. The cosmos have just bloomed. They're like a really beautiful dark fuchsia and there's some purple ones. The house is being renovated beautifully. I 
I did I designed it and my husband executed and it's really cool to see the tactile representation of what you were thinking about come into the world and it's really fun for someone like me uh who's really a, a dreamer and just is very like doodling on a notepad you know to see those things come to fruition which is what's so satisfying about the partnership that I'm so lucky to have um it's like Things that we dream come true and they enter the world in a physical way. So I'm very grateful to be married to a really just amazing person and builder. Um, Dr. Kane is off right now um, working on a really cool project at Hostel Detroit, which is this hostel in Detroit, um, where I do uh, community-based yoga classes, and they have a really great community space next door every Thursday after yoga, and there's vegan food, and there's a fire pit, and everyone hangs out, um, and uh, he's got lots of work. Um, we're six songs deep in this new EP or record. We're not really sure which we're going to do, but, but um, maybe just singles, but anyways, we've got all these the tracking done, the drums, the bass, the rhythm guitar. We're just finishing the lead guitar now with the help of our friend Ryan. And we've spent a lot of time uh, this year in his basement practicing, trying out new drummers. I mean, we've had three drummers in the last year. Um, we have a great drummer right now, Gabriel, who's like solid as a rock and really cool, really positive, and just, just an awesome drummer. And, um, you know, just a lot of just we've had a lot of um like good things happen <laughs> since uh the past winter and and past summer where things were a little bit precarious with our dog getting attacked and just the move in general and trying to find our footing here. So, it's been really cool. I I don't know if I've talked about it. I'm sure I have, but I have a Detroit fun list which is where I always write down all the little things I want to do, whether it's a restaurant I want to go to, a historical spot, or um, like a museum, or even just something silly. Like I put in, I wanted to go to this um, sort of like Vaquero Mexican Westernware store in Southwest. And you know what? We did it. So I'm looking at my list right now, and it's like all got all these scribbles on it. And I've actually printed this out two or three times since I first made it. And to see all these great things crossed off the list is just like, just very satisfying. We've, we've just had an insanely rich time here um, from all the new restaurants and just, I don't know, adventuring around the city, riding our bikes around the riverfront and exploring new neighborhoods and then exploring them deeper and um, all the good that comes with that, but also like all the, the realness that comes with it. Like I was talking about in the beginning of this, about really finding out the complicate, the complicated layers of what makes a place. Um, um, like I said, this is not really like a formatted episode. I'm not trying to, um, talk about recipes right now, but I have definitely had a really great, uh, season of heirloom tomatoes. Like the, the soil here is out of control. Good. Um, I should probably test the soil though, because a lot of the soil here will have lead in it just from like old houses, old paint chipping off and, um, 
you know, of course, with like buildings being torn down and put back into the ground. Luckily, that's not anything I have to deal with it. But a lot of people do here. Um, but anyways, the tomatoes have been really great. And I guess I could share one thing that I made that I thought was really good with the tomatoes. I did like an heirloom tomato kind of tart uh, with uh, puff pastry that I got from the store. Didn't make that myself. Obviously I would never, I don't, I don't care about making, uh, the dough too much. Um, just want to fill it with shit. Um, so I did that with like basil and tomato and some vegan cheese and herbs. And it was just, and like, I think I did caramelized onions or mushrooms. Um, but like a savory pie with like a Swedish, like a sweet esque, (laughs) it's not Swedish, but sweet crust, like a sweet, semi-sweet crust, salty sweet crust, like you get with a puff pastry is like pretty badass. Um, that was really yummy. And, um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to pop on here. I feel like, I don't know, like when that whole thing went down with the pride flag, I had this feeling of just like, There's so many things in the world that are so much more, so much more important than rambling into a laptop, which I know is actually a pretty unused, you know, not very useful thought because as much as those bigger issues are important and we do have to like be aware of what's happening around us. But, um, and by the way, they won, the bad guys won. We, we cannot fly a pride flag on city property, sadly. Um, it's also important to like, remember that our daily lives do matter and they do matter to lots of people, people you don't know, people you do know. Um, it's important to share experiences and just like be present, um, see yourself, therefore allowing everyone else to see you. Um, and that requires showing up and taking time out of your day to do that. So as much as it's been fun, like kayaking around the canals and I don't even know. I'm like, we've done so much stuff that I'm like a lot of rooftops, a lot of rooftop soirees and rooftop cocktail, NA cocktails. Cause I'm still not drinking, um, running around the city, just kind of, um, exploring things. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with that, but I guess, oh, did I just, yeah, I, I haven't had a lot of time to just sit back and kind of like recap. Oh my gosh, what have we done? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that, that's nice. I mean, it's been a while since I've had a summer that I felt like was so rich and went so slowly because everything is new, like when you're a kid, that um, that almost like you have no time to talk about it because you're just living your life. And that's an incredibly privileged thing to say. I'm like... I'm pretty happy right now. I'm pretty happy with the state of things. I'm really happy with where we're leaving our time here for the time being. We're going to be back in the Midwest in 2024, and we have big plans, big, big plans, um, as always. I'll share those with you soon, but I feel like there's no point in getting ahead of ourselves because we still have, I think, a week left of summer, and... I'm going to slowly enjoy it as much as I possibly can. Um, I'm going to keep doing the karaoke. I'm going to keep, um, you know, deciding that I'm going to spend a weekend exploring a certain neighborhood or going 
Like, I think this week we're going to go to a special tile place uh, here that is like a historic, <clears throat> a historic tile supplier that I do not know how to pronounce, but it's, it's P-E-W-A-B-I-C, Poabic Tile. Um, this tile can be found at the Guardian Building, which is like this insanely gorgeous Art Deco building in downtown Detroit, which I've actually had the privilege of going twice this summer because I had two really good friends come visit and I dragged them there because it's amazing. Um, it's like a really beautiful tile and you can Google it. Um, but we're like this weekend, I'm like, that's on my fun list. We're going to go check out the tile, like, um, where they make it. We're going to go explore the warehouse. Like. I'm going to keep doing those things like every weekend I'm trying to like pick a couple things and just go do it. Um, I really have been enjoying being part of my writing group. That's been really nice. Um, so yeah, I hope that you're also doing that, like taking things slow, enjoying your summer as much as you possibly can and seeing it with new eyes because there's nothing like seeing where you live like a tourist. And I, I am fully aware that this sheen is going to go away. And it already has in some ways as things crystallize and you realize that things are not as perfect as they seem or really you're projecting what they are and you realize, oh, this diversity also comes with ignorance or, you know, um, this soil, which makes great tomatoes, comes with lead sometimes. Um, it's both. It's and and both. So um, I hope that you are enjoying the last beautiful summery days. Um, and yeah, I'll be back on next week. And as we take our cross country, uh, wagon trip, our, um, uh, Oregon trail, <laughs> California trail wagon trip in our van. Um, I'm going to continue to do this cause I, I really have fond memories of the first time that we did like a big van trip and did a bunch of um, audio messages from the road. Cause like the silliest, weirdest stuff happens on the road. And, um, yeah, I, I listened back to some of those recently and was like, I don't even remember these things happening because stuff that happens on the road is like a whole different world, but I'm super excited to get back into that van lifestyle. Really excited to see everybody on the West coast. And, um, if you are in the Midwest, we have a show in Detroit on the 27th of September and the 30th in Blue Island, Illinois, which is about 20 minutes outside of Chicago. And then December, we have two shows uh, first weekend of December. So we're going to do San, P or San Pedro. No, we're not. Not at all. <laughs> Long Beach near San Pedro and also downtown LA. And um, that's all in the newsletter. I'm sure you guys get that. But just just know that we have a smattering of shows happening and a new single coming out next month. So I can't share too much about that because it is kind of a, I like to say it's ill-advised. Like this, 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 I'll tell you it is a cover song and it's ill-advised for sure. And it may be a song that you already know about. Maybe, uh, maybe I've talked to you about it. I actually don't remember if I've talked about it on here before, but uh, it's a fun yet ill-advised song and it's going to be on a 45 split with a very cool partner in crime that I'm thrilled, 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 thrilled to collaborate with. So like that has some good shit to look forward to. Um, but yeah, um, like I always say, it's not about, uh, the marketing, this one, this is the one sacred place. It's just, just talking at you. So I hope you've enjoyed being talked at. Um, 
fly that pride flag. And uh, until next time, sparkle hard. I'll see you next week.